And we're back for episode 11 of the City of Champions podcast, where it is my job to introduce you, the listener, to the most interesting people in Edmonton from the world of business, sports, and the arts. Today, I'm happy to announce I have my first musical guest, and hopefully the first of many. I think that music is such an important part of all of our lives, and we rarely understand exactly what goes on behind the scenes, so it's fun to kind of take a peek behind the curtain. I'm really pumped about my guest, Mitchell Lawler. Uh, You guys might recognize him from around town as the one with the brilliantly long and luscious hair. Uh, He also happens to be a musician, an MC, a rapper, an artist. Um, This guy's just bubbling with positivity. He just released his first Kickstarter campaign and in conjunction with his first music video, he hopes with this campaign to start uh, and fund his original EP. So guys, search his name, Mitchell Lawler, on Kickstarter. Uh, in our conversation today, we talk about who his musical inspirations were, um, transitioning from a basement rapper, as he refers to himself in a past life, to full-time artist, MC, and producer, and the legitimacy that comes with that, making it a career, really. Um, we talk a little bit about Mitchell's past um, and a tragic event that happened to him and his family that he really used to inspire positivity in himself and he hopes can do the same for others. And we also talk about succeeding as a direct result of not being afraid to fail, which I think is absolutely vital. Anyone who knows Mitch knows he's a phenomenal guy, and I really hope you guys enjoy this discussion with him because he's just he's just top-notch. Enjoy. Mitch Lawler, what's going on, brother? You know, just uh, here at Homestead in the morning. Hanging out. Yeah, excuse the uh, the traffic sound or, or sirens if we hear it or or whatever that is. Uh, man, what's going on in your life? Exciting times right now. Oh man, there is a lot going on right now. A lot of things. Fill us in. Um, well, you know, I'm really trying to make the push from, you know, basement rapper to, to full-time artist. So it's obviously a pretty big leap. So kind of what I've done to sort of accelerate the process is uh, yesterday I went public with a Kickstarter and then I also released a, a, a music video to kind of help, you know, spread awareness of the whole thing and, well, as a musician, get, get a track out there. So yeah. that's, that's kind of been my main focus over the last little while is kind of just getting those things together to kind of release them, release them together. And when you say get a tracker, you mean like a real produced, like professionally done song, not just one you're kind of doing on your computer Mm -hmm. and as you put it, uh, rapping over Jay-Z beats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, you know, it's a track produced by my dude, uh, Colin Dunbar. He's a pretty, he's a pretty dope producer from Edmonton. I ended up connecting on it and then, uh, you know, I recorded it at my studio, Phone Mountain Studios and then, uh. Yeah, took it, took it to Dunno over at Resonate, got it mixed and mastered up, and now it's sounding pretty good. I'm really proud of it. What was the name of that one? Uh, the track? Yeah. It's called Ease Up. So that's Ease Up, and that's the one that you launched the music video with at the same time as the Kickstarter, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so how's the Kickstarter doing? Awesome. Yeah. Very, uh, I could not, like, it's overwhelmingly amazing. It's mm-hmm. it's just going pretty sweet. Uh, my first goal was uh, was 3,000. We already hit that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, we're almost almost there to about six thousand is the next goal. So we're we're, we're kind of floating towards fifty five hundred around there right now. So yeah, and it's kind of incremental goals too, right? Like there's no cap. People should donate, <laughs> yes, right? exactly. Don't but the more stop. they donate, the more you're gonna be able to produce and put mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So like right now, my ultimate goal is like twelve thousand. But honestly, I, I 
with how things have been going and, and how much support I've been receiving and people referring their friends to check it out, like I think it's possible to even go above that. Like I don't want to, you know, jinx myself or anything, but I'm doing everything in my power for the next like 23 days that I got left, so. Yeah, okay, so if you could sum up yourself musically in a sentence, what would that be? Um, a nice guy. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm just trying to, trying to spread love and, and kind of positivity as cliches that may sound like music did a lot for me and kind of really made me who I am like transformed my life that way so I just kind of want to pass that feeling on to, to other people um, totally. just kind of the togetherness but basically in terms of sound like I would say I blend boom bap with pop and kind of sounds that I'm trying to move forward with and kind of push the genre like I definitely am inspired by the golden era like the 90s but I want to grab that sound and sort of move forward with it so that I'm not you know stuck in the past or anything per se so do you call yourself a rapper or a hip-hop artist what's the um difference? I mean okay well <laughs> I, I yes I am a rapper yeah I prefer MC okay. you know <laughs> what's the difference um <clears throat> well I mean a rapper can be anyone like you know Dr. Zeus is like a rapper if you, anyone rhyming words can say they're a rapper but mm. uh, an MC is like you know the master of ceremonies that's the dude that gets on stage or, or the woman that gets on stage and, and rocks the crowd, you know, hosts the show, throws the party, gets people moving, you know, connects with them. And I like to think I do that at right. my live shows and kind of as an extension of my music. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, in terms of like artists, yeah, I would definitely consider myself an artist because I'm not just a MC. Like, <clears throat> I'm not just someone who's like, Okay, you guys do all the work. I'm just gonna bring the words. Like I'm very involved in the uh, production process, whether it's you know collaborating with a producer or um, you know just being able to kind of oversee the whole project in general. Like I'm I'm very very hands on. You know, in the studio when I'm with Dunno mixing and mastering, like you know I'm like tweak this, tweak that. Like it's it's bigger than just rapping and then like being like, okay guys, send it to me when it's. You know? Right, so it's kind of it's kind of like being an artist, but also a performer and a producer all in, all in one. Yeah, and that's it's it's exactly that. And I'm really trying to actually sharpen my producing chops as sort of like a composer and an actual beat maker and stuff. That's something I'm going to be really focusing on once this campaign uh, wraps up, so that I can just you know continually grow as a creative. Because right now my skill set is definitely strongest in rap mm -hmm. but i don't want it to stop there you know as as you know I've, i'm really interested in film and stuff like that so i want to have really good music videos that tell stories but also just like soundscapes as opposed to just like loops yeah you know so why i guess the big question is did you get into that genre in the first place rap specifically yeah. um honestly when i was just listening to it when i was younger um i just thought it was like super cool and i found it relatable because there's so many different rappers i could listen to but I don't know, man, as I'm sure you're listening, I have a lot of words that I'm saying all the time, and it was just like cool to to hear it and someone be able to so vividly tell a story, you know, like they could really like lay, lay it down for me, you know, like, yeah, like singing and stuff is, is amazing and there's some sick songs like that, but rap just like wrote me in and I was kind of just like, well, I'm gonna try that and it kind of just went from there. Was it a, a need to want to cram as much into, um, as much of a message into your kind of creative artwork as possible. I mean, when someone sings really fast, it doesn't really sound necessarily the greatest, but when mm -hmm. someone raps really fast, you're like, wow, that guy's sick. Yeah, like there's, I mean, there's definitely like a balance. Like, I don't know if it necessarily came from trying to have as many words as possible, but uh, to have the option to like, I could, you know, to have a verse, a 16 bar verse, so you can say a lot in, in that time, depending how you 
do things. So I just liked it that I could be so vivid. Right. I think was like I could get a message across very clearly. Right. Was so who was the first hip hop artist you would have listened to? Do you remember? Um. Yeah, I remember when I was like pretty young. You know, my mom never let me listen to music with swears, so I really honestly <laughs> didn't get uh, exposed to raps. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my mom. I was um, the same way. I couldn't even watch The Simpsons when I was young. Dude, I, me too, man. Yeah, she used to get rattled about it. Like bless her soul though but um <laughs> uh, i remember i remember when i was pretty young um hearing like eminem on the radio honestly like early 2000s that was like the first time i was like that i can remember anyways that i was exposed to like rap and hip-hop and i remember thinking it was awesome mm-hmm. then like i thought i thought his cds were hilarious yeah what was, was the first one was it uh you're younger than me so that would have been probably the eminem show that you would listen to yeah i remember that one was really messed up that was and like then, 2001 or 2002 uh i remember i remember like really hearing it and getting more into it in like 2005 when i was in grade five so okay. he already had like a few out yeah. and yeah like they were pretty messed up but it was it was cool because it it, it was something that was like truly I mean, groundbreaking in the sense that it was, like, disrupting. Like, it was art. Like, it was disruptive. That's why, you know, like, parents didn't want you to listen to it. So, like, it almost, like, I wanted to listen to it because they said I couldn't. When I got to it, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, it was was great. I remember remember this one time. uh, Eminem has a song called, like, Ass Like That. And it's just, like, a really weird song where he (laughs) just, like puts on a funky accent and talks about butts the whole time. I remember the first time it came on, because we were burning CDs at the time. That oh, yeah. was a thing, going on LimeWire, burning CDs. A girl in my class did it for me. Uh, and I brought the CD. I was like, Mom, like, let's let's spin this, you know? <laughs> and then that song came on, and she got really mad about it. It was like, oh, my God, listen to all this crap. And then later, a different, I don't know, I somehow got the CD back in rotation, and she thought it was funny, and then... Eminem's it to me he's the ultimate lesson in perspective right like Mm -hmm. you go back into the middle of all his controversy and his lawsuits and and, and what he was rapping about it was just so tumultuous but now you look you know 10, 15, 20 years down the line Mm -hmm. and he's like the most highly respected hip hop artist the most highly yes but yeah like as a rapper and like mm-hmm. one of the most highly decorated awarded totally. guy and he just he's a guy who could go meet the president if he Straight wanted up. to right yeah and <laughs> he and he was rapping about you know drugs and all sorts uh-huh. of other stuff well let's not get into it yeah 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 so to me that's that's a really good example of just like do your thing man and if totally. you like if you like doing your thing then just keep doing it for as long as you can and eventually you know if you're good people will come around i i like to think so yeah i think if uh i just i think it has to come from a place of like authenticity like you know being true to myself and making like the music that i want to make you know i remember when i was first starting to rap i was like really concerned about what other people are going to think and like don't get me wrong like if a bunch of people told me like close to me oh hey man that song sucks like i'm yeah. gonna take a step back and like be like does this song suck right um but at the end of the day you know like ease up i confidently dropped that and if people would have told me they didn't like it i would have been like why so i can improve but like i i'm still playing that song at shows because I, I think it's really dope mm-hmm. so well it's really tough too because sometimes people like music and they can't articulate why it is you know mm-hmm. the the our feeling the place of feeling in the brain comes from the part of the brain that doesn't process language it processes emotion so we have a tough time putting into words hey i like this because of xyz right? yeah so how do you find that you you try and tap into what you enjoy what makes you feel the best and what is your style of music um so in terms of tapping into what I enjoy, um, you know, I like to think I listen to like a pretty wide array of stuff. Mostly, honestly, lately it's been mostly rap. Like I try and definitely expand outside that, but mostly it's been, it's been rap. Oh, there's the siren. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. They're they're doing their job. Yeah, fair. Um, so in terms of like, 
um, putting together like, sorry, what was the question I got? I got off topic there. The the question was, what? Um, how do you tap into mm. what you really resonate with? Like, how, how do you find your groove and, and and your style of music? I think in terms of finding my groove, like emotionally, I think it just kind of depends on how I'm feeling when I sit down to write. Because like, sometimes you know I have a really good day. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of want to ride that positivity into a track and other day, days, you know 10xyz happened where it was just super whack and it's like yeah, I got to express myself I might not necessarily talk about my day in specific But I'll just you know sort of try and encapsulate that feeling in a track because you know as we were talking about the other day It's like start with why so mm-hmm. like if I know why I'm making something that's gonna to resonate with someone um, And in terms of like style, I think yeah, I think just being true to myself like I, I haven't even 100% figured it out Honestly, but I'm trying different things right now. Yeah, like I'm really am trying different stuff Like I got a pretty big beat pack right now from some from a mix of talented producers that I'm just like I'll put them on loop and just write something and see what happens. No, it didn't work. At least I tried like eventually I'm gonna get there if I keep doing it yeah. um, but uh, in terms of yeah, figuring my own style, it's just kind of how I'm feeling that day. Maybe what I've been listening to a little bit more recently might influence it a little more directly. But yeah, you know, There's nothing just, new. We're all we're all based on other influences. Totally, exactly. Yeah, like I'm trying to innovate, but like, <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna sound like my favorite people to an extent, you know. But you always come from a place of positivity, right? I try to. Yeah. Have like, you ever created from a place of anger? Um, frustration yeah, totally yeah like when I when I was younger when I first started rapping you know I wrote a track kind of or a verse I suppose to go to dedicate to my dad because he passed away and at the time I I come to peace with it to an extent yeah. but I was still like we this is when about, I first started about what happened with with my father yeah well, how did he pass away um, so he uh, unfortunately he was uh, heading out to his so he worked on the rigs it was pretty sad it was his last shift out in the patch and we don't know exactly what happened but he ended up getting into a head on collision yeah. with a semi so obviously that was and you were what 12, 13? 12, 12 yeah I was 12 I was like um, I was in grade 7 yeah, yeah. how so, did you process that what, what went through your head man it was uh, it's a lot obviously um, I, don't, I don't know like I kind of just wanted to stay like stay positive like it was obviously really really sad and I think it really hit my mom and my, my sister hard my little sister um, it, like well it definitely did you know and it, it was a lot to process. It was kind of just like, wow, like my dad's like literally not gonna come home from work this time. So it, it was it was heavy. Um, but in terms of like processing, I think I just kind of focused on on the things that were good in my life at the time. Uh, you know, I definitely when I was younger, before I got into music, like you know, just playing sports and stuff was like a really good escape. Uh, I remember I used to play a lot of video games when I was younger, so that was like one way that I sort of. I guess escape from dealing with it, but eventually, obviously, I had to come to, to terms with it. Um, Did you step up, kind of knowing you had to for your mom and your sister? Um, I think kind of instinctually, like I, I tried to be really like positive, but like obviously, as a kid, like you can't just be the man of the house all of a sudden. Well, you can try, but I mean, there's definitely, like, definitely strained relationships with my mom sometimes, like just because. You know, if I would act out for something I couldn't even understand, and then like she's my only, she's the only person there to sort of watch me and my sister, and mm-hmm. you know, so I, I think instinctually I tried to, like definitely in ways I didn't, 
Um, but now, for sure, I definitely you know play the best yeah. role that I can. Well, you realize that our time is limited, and that totally. you got to make the most of it, right? Hundred percent. Sure, not to pursue what you really want to do. Yeah, and just like being a good person, and like just helping with the little things around the house, like it's just like second nature, you know. Like it's not like pulling teeth or anything. Just like just being just being helpful to my mom because she's done so much for me. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So then you kind of started getting in sampling, playing around with a little bit of music mm-hmm. and, and rapping, and then at what point did you go from like hey like this is a fun little pastime on the weekends so like no this is what I want to make my career um so there was sort of a few kind of points like I remember um I was listening to, to Childish Gambino I don't know if you know him but he had this track called Freaks and Geeks that was like just punchline after punchline after punchline I thought it was so dope and then like at that point that was sort of like okay like I remember like listening to the track and like reading the lyrics and like memorizing it and I was like this yeah. is crazy um that's Donald Glover? Yeah, Don, yeah, exactly, yeah. So then I had sort of, at that point, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try, like, rapping for real. And then I remember trying to write raps. And then just, like, doing it. Like, I was terrible. I couldn't even rap to a beat. Like, it was it was bad. But um, I basically just kept writing until I got it um, enough, I suppose. And then kind of in, like, 2013, I released... Um, like a little music video on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, and I like that one. I, what was that called? Uh, the one, actually the first one I released was called Duke Westlake Cipher. I pulled that one off there though. Okay, yeah, I haven't um, seen that. But then the next one is the one you're talking about yeah. called Stuck with It. I, I dropped that one like three weeks later. I put them mm-hmm. pretty close together, and they both got like really, really positive. Re- well. They got mixed reviews because people are haters, but, um, <laughs> and they weren't like. You're um, not pissing people off, you're not doing something. Exactly, right. yeah. And that was the thing is that they did really well. Like, I remember the, the first video got like four or 5,000 views in the first four or five days. So, yeah. like, it went, and it was like crazy because I had like no, you know, like I was just like a dude who like yeah. said he was a rapper. No experience. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it. Yeah, and I just like did it. So, I remember when I did that, I was like, oh, hell yeah, this is awesome. Like, I. I love it. This is this is so fun. And then, kind of just kept chugging along, and like I was op- and then I started opening for acts, and like that's when I was like really, you know, starting to get into it and like pursue it, like touring acts, coming coming to, to Edmonton and stuff, started playing bigger shows, bigger shows. Um, that that was that was kind of like a lot of momentum. But then, um, in twenty fifteen, you know, I had a well twenty fourteen. I won the the hot the hot one hundred seven hot factor, mm-hmm. which was like okay, like this is serious. Like I'm recognized by like a big radio station here you know it's happening and then in 2015 i uh i won something called the bell media prize which let me go to toronto for 10 weeks to do canada's music incubators artist entrepreneur program i said that a bunch of times that's a mouthful but uh, basically it was like a 10-week program on how to be uh you know self-managed artist how to be an entrepreneur how to approach things like that so once i went there it like really like lit a flame because i was always really interested in the music business because i was like hey like you know, this promoter's doing that, like how can I work around these gatekeepers or how can I build with them, et cetera, et cetera. And that just really sparked and I was like, okay, no, for sure, I'm definitely gonna be a player in this industry. And then, you know, then I came, like before I even went, then I won the People's Choice Award at, yeah. at, at the EMAs, the MTV Great Awards. commercials for that, by the thank way. Thank you, thank those you, yeah. <laughs> thank you, man. So kind of like those two things really close together, I was just like, okay, like, yeah, I think I'm made for this. Like, I, I have the right kind of hustle and mm-hmm. and, pers- and people people are responding to me positively. So at that point, it, w- it was really dope. And then kind of just leading up to this Kickstarter was sort of the other thing where I was like, yeah, I need to actively take steps to make this my day job because it's not about money. But if I'm able to actually, like, make a project and tour and, you know, sell these shirts, get p- they sell tickets to shows, then I can actually make it my business and then I don't have to go work my day job yeah. and I can be an artist. So there's sort of, like, a big... 
another sort of realization where I was like, hey, every single thing I need to do needs to help me get there in right. one way or another, directly or indirectly. So Every step you took, you kind of saw that there was a three or four more steps you needed to take. And you, but being willing to take <laughs> those steps is what gets you to success. 100%. We're at a really interesting time now. Like in the past, people all of a sudden get famous, but because of you know lack of YouTube in the past mm -hmm. or lack of content in the past, we just saw them when they became famous. We didn't see all the hustle and yeah. the struggle and <laughs> shit for lots and lots of years. Yeah. And so you're in that process right now. Mm -hmm. do, you find, do you find now that we're able to understand that everyone struggles before they, no one does it until they do it? You know? Yeah, like you pretty much like you said, you have to eat shit for a while and it's like funny, it's like people they're like you're an overnight success and it's like <laughs> it took ten years to yeah. get the overnight like <laughs> so you know it's like you're so lucky, it's like that's funny. The harder I work, the luckier I seem to be. Yeah, no, that's what I that's what actually I've corrected a lot of people on that shit when they're like, Yo man, like you won the EMA, like you're so lucky. I'm like, No, like I hit up all my fans and was like, let's do this. Like, let's be the people's choice, like together. And yeah, like a hospital, like you, you can like, and it's just like you said, you got to eat shit until like you're not basically. Yeah. So, so how do you go about providing value for, for your fans or your would be fans so that they're on board with your message so that they can connect. So your words don't just ring like, like a catchphrase so that mm -hmm. they know that you live it, you believe it and that they want to be a part of it. Like I said, just kind of like being, being the same dude I am like talking to you right now that yeah. I'm a music, like obviously, you know, like you can exaggerate things and like fictionalize stories and stuff like that. But I think just like, like I said, like being the same dude that like, you're always happy. I try. I focus on it. Every man. every day I see you, always got a smile on your face. You're always talking to someone, doing cool cool things. Man. I try to, man. Thank you. That's I, I see it as very genuine with you. Word, man. Well, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I think that's something that's definitely contributed to my success. Is just like if I can provide someone an experience when they come to the show, not only on stage but after when they meet me, I'm like not a piece of shit. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, nice. Like, yeah. wow. Like you're actually like my buddy. Like, yeah. and then you know you retain people that way and I think um, it's it's super important to do that like to provide experience like from when they walk in the door to when they leave and that's actually something I'm really trying to work on for, for my CE release parties making it more than I don't want to get too much into it because it's in beta or alpha phases but uh, yeah no I think uh, if someone if the thing is people won't even remember your face or your name but if they remember how they'll remember how you feel right or you made them uh, how, how I made them feel yeah. yeah so I think if I go on there, play an awesome show, give them a hug after, like take the selfie, you know, be like, hit me up, and then like actually like hit them, hit them back when they hit me up. I think that's- You gotta be accessible, right? Yeah, you gotta man. Be like, relatable. Dude, yeah, like, I don't know, man. I know some artists that are like, think they're so cool, and I'm like, bro, you're not that cool. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, like some, I mean, like they see these superstars pretending they're so sick and being all cocky and stuff, yeah. but it's like, okay, but that guy has like a major label behind him, dude. Yeah. Like you still live with your mom. Like yeah. you're not that hard, dog. Um, but uh, <laughs> Being a good person always pays off. Always. Dude, yeah, man. And like, I can't even believe some of the things I see people in like Facebook comments and stuff like that. I don't know. I think it's just being... Being the change you want to see, man. Just like really being positive that way. So I want to ask you a few questions and I want to be respectful of your time because mm -hmm. I know we all got things to do when you're For in the sure. middle, middle of a big week here. But yeah, um, yeah. What, what's your favorite performance or most memorable performance for you? Oh, of my own? Yeah. Oh, that's well, a tough one. So far, what has been the pinnacle being on stage for you? Well, I think opening for J. Cole at the Shaw Conference was really cool. There's like 4,000 people there. Mm -hmm. Um... It wasn't like the dopest show in my respect because I was like still pretty new in my 
career so i didn't like smash it per se but i think that was like really really cool um just trying to think of like some some really dope shows when i when um i remember um a clothing company i work with called bomb clothing they did like a release party for one of their lines and then me and my dude conch and uh lot d opened um or not open sorry headlined the event we uh we smashed it it was crazy because it was like all the homies it was that one was that one was crazy man like head banging um you know my my second my first and second cd release parties for my old mixtapes were crazy you know second one was the first time i ever crowd surfed so that was crazy <laughs> and then yeah just kind of there's been a handful of opening shows like when i opened for little dicky in february yeah. opened from twice like played the main show and then wow. the, the after party yeah thank you man it was sick like it was the perfect it was the perfect niche people loved it you know yeah. literally sold out of my shirts that day so it was it's a good day. Like I don't, I don't know. Like there's been a lot of pretty, pretty cool experiences. Like Iron Mike Music Festival was dope. One Love Music Festival was crazy. Well, the important thing for you, I think, is that you enjoy all of it, right? You really yeah, loving this man. process, dude. Yeah, I don't know. It's not just like oh, that was only a hundred people. Or that was only five hundred people. Mm-hmm. I can see that you, you see the good in all of them, which is awesome. Man, if there's ten people there, I'm still emptying the tank. Like it's still, they're still like paying to see me. So like, yeah, and it's it's sick. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. I, I think if you're not in love with the process, you're in the wrong game. So for but. sure, if you could collab with one artist out there today who would that be or oh, uh, a wrinkle to it alive or dead oh man i think it'd be cool to well alive or dead well then <laughs> dead i would i think it'd be cool to do some some bars with uh biggie smalls that'd be that'd Excellent. be dope yeah. obviously okay alive um oh man i think i think like ah uh, there's some pretty crazy people i think you know, like J. Cole would be cool. Kendrick would obviously be crazy. Mm-hmm. Childish Gambino, of course. So, like, yeah, those are probably mm-hmm. probably those three would be sick. Yeah. You can be the uh, the, the light chocolate to their dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, do you have any favorite failures? Has there been anything that you just bombed, but you learned, like, an incredible lesson from? Man, I fuck up all the time. <laughs> um, That's why you're so smart, right? I, I try. I mean, I, I think... I think it's so funny. I sound like a broken record, but I'm like, God, chalk it up to a learning experience. It's almost like a catch. It's catchphrase, but yeah. you know, either win or you learn. Yeah, you exactly. If you stop trying, exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I'm just trying to think of like a monumental like screw up that I've done. I think in the long in the long term, I think opening for all these big artists and like not just basically selling tickets for someone else's show, mm-hmm. I think hurt me in the long term. Um, and I think it made me realize the value of people that actually want to follow me and they're willing to come pay ticket, like pay for tickets and get my shirts and come see me. So I think, I think, uh, in the long term, it was just not focusing on my own brand mm-hmm. and like not aligning with people who actually wanted to see me grow, who just want to use me. But for isn't my, that practice? Like, don't you have to get up there? You have to get exposed. You yeah. have to know what it's like before, like you can't start doing it. It's really like a catch twenty two. You can't do it till you've done it. Yeah, and and for that reason, that's why I don't think it was necessarily a failure. It was where I failed myself is that I did it for too long right, without okay. realizing. Yeah, because yeah. like, I was like opening for like so many shows, and I wasn't even writing new music. So, and then the, I think my other failure was sort of. I don't want to call it a failure, but it's just, I guess, my process, my path. But I definitely got out of touch with creating for a while. I was more focused, like I said, on the business stuff. I got ignited. I was like, I want to be a player. Like, I got some big dreams with this. And now I'm like, okay, like, that's dope. I can be my own manager now. But, like, first and foremost, I'm an artist. So I think kind of getting out of touch with, with art that way was was bad. And then, um, and then just not spending my time properly, like, as efficiently as I can as an entrepreneur, um, in the last few years and stuff 
just like doing stupid shit, partying, whatever, like that. Yeah. That was definitely not the best use of my time. You're, fo- you're focused now. You don't drink, right? Gave it up, man. Over yeah. over a year and a half. I don't know if anyone listening to this knows that, but uh, I don't. I didn't say anything at one year. I just kind of was like, nice. Kinda it's in- it's incredible. Yeah, it's man. Best one of the I arguably the best choice I ever made for my life for sure. I mean, I stopped for ten months last year, uh-huh. and in that ten months, I accomplished more than I did. I feel probably in the five six years that preceded that totally this is unbelievable when you're clear you're not distracted you mm-hmm. just eliminate all that garbage totally and i'm, I'm back on that so we'll see how nice this yeah goes congrats around. man yeah no it's uh it's just funny you say that because yeah in the last year and a half i've experienced the most personal growth ever yeah. you know and just gives you clarity gives clarity, you time to yeah. reflect be alone with your thoughts and then also realize that i actually like have anxiety that i need to like deal with and understand mm-hmm. and like that you know going out drinking or playing xbox is just gonna put waste it off time. and 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 yeah waste of time yeah. exactly so you're moving forward or you're moving backwards there's no neutral yeah i mean like or or if you're chilling then ultimately you're just not moving forward which yeah. is moving backwards so yeah. well because time keeps moving forward so it's the only thing you can't objective, get objective <laughs> you know, from a from a standpoint you are going backwards yeah so i'm, I'm trying to give her basically yeah. point case <laughs> that's awesome uh what do you do to improve every day how do you learn how do you get better like an athlete practices mm-hmm. an athlete does you know contact no contact practice skills team yeah work. what what do you do as an artist and as a entrepreneur as well so i think time management getting that skill unlock is probably the most important thing because if you can time manage and plan your weeks and stuff like that you can make time to do these things so i think first and foremost it's making time um you know, I think listening to music all the time is so important. Like every time I'm on the train, uh, even even if I'm just like chilling uh, at home, doing whatever, as long as I'm not like reading or something, I can put some music on. Um, I might even put instrumental stuff on while I'm reading so that it, the words don't clash. Um, but yeah, it's just making time. Like for example, like producing, um, like, you know, I bought a machine and I'll do, like learn some drum breaks, just like something simple like that. Uh, when you want to work on your voice, it's like you can do you can do breathing exercises, listening to the singers you want to emulate, uh, actually singing, <laughs> you right. know. Um, but I think it's just kind of t- time management. If for anyone listening to it, I think time management is the biggest thing. Is just giving yourself the time, and then also strategic direction, focusing on the things you need to focus on in that moment, mm-hmm. like what's most important today. So. Yeah. And it's just being able to identify those things and work on them. But yeah, as right. a musician, just listening to music, immersing yourself, going to shows, just studying everything, yeah. enjoying it most and first and foremost, but also just being like, why did I enjoy it? Right. <laughs> just questioning things a little more. If you had a uh, magic red button right here that fast forwarded your life five years, what is your what does your life look like in an ideal situation five years from now? That's a good question, man. Um, I would say, you know, success in an artist in a sense that of course like charting and grammys and junos and all that would be wicked mm-hmm. um but yeah i think just like overall overall positive change like you know eventually i want to start up uh it'd be cool to do my own like record label or my own imprint or something like that but beyond just music but like culture uh in terms of like film and photo and just content in, in general and then i think you know, maybe down the road get into like investing as well and like tech and stuff like that. Um, stocks, you know, whatever's popping really. I think, I, I don't know, I just want to be a mogul, honestly. But yeah. like in a positive way and I just think, you know, fight the good fight kind of thing. To what end though you want to be a mogul and what, what do you want that to allow you to do? 
I mean, I would love to be powerful so that I could cause, like, you know, positive change. Like, right. um, you know, like, and racism. That would be sick, you mm-hmm. know, just like, or, or sort of, you know, phase it out by just being able to use my platform to have those conversations. You know, I call people out all the time. Like, I'm like, why would you say some shit like that? Like, yeah. Even though it's our in, biggest problem is society is right now. Like, well, oh, man, if, you could, start. if you could help, yeah, exactly. But if you, if you, if you could choose one, um, cause or, or one thing that you could ma- majorly impact at this point, what path would you go down? Oh man. Um, I mean, you mentioned racism. Have you ever faced racism? I mean, it sounds weird, but in the industry yeah, you're in, right? I mean, sort of, I, I don't think it's, I mean, just like as a white dude, like, yeah, people can say shit to me, but it's, it hasn't actually stopped me or hurt me, I right. guess. So no, I would say, I mean, I, I would, I would say no, I have not. Um, but, um, I, I, I don't know, man. I think, I think it's really just getting people to stop trying to climb over each other and like step on each other on the way up, like, or, or just, just learn to love the next person next to you. Like, I think that'll cure everything like literally if we could just get along like it would be fine like i know it sounds like it's more complex than that but, but it's really not it's really not if you live that every day and if you're mm-hmm. good to everyone you meet that starts a movement and if totally. they're good to everyone they meet all of a sudden no one's being shitty to the other person yeah if everyone could stop being a dick for 10 seconds that'd be sick so <laughs> i think and that's what i said kind of earlier be the change you want to yeah. see you know yeah that's uh, i sincerely mean that so i mean there's, there's a million problems like we could t- that could be a whole other podcast yeah, just talking about sure. what's wrong well but. I think living a day to day is the first step to doing that right for sure, example and at least if you can impact just walking on the street five six seven people then mm-hmm. then you're already making a net positive versus a negative totally yeah so what's Definitely. next for you now you've got this kickstarter you're gonna keep pumping that out for how many more days uh, it's done on the 17th I think it's like 23, 23 days to 23. go it says yeah well I'm giving her what's yeah. it at right now it's at oh let me refresh oh what was it at last time you saw it? It's at fifty four, fifty. Nice. 5,450. Yeah, I think it was at like 52 or something before I went to sleep. Guys, go to Kickstarter, search Mitchell Lawler, spread love with Mitchell Lawler's EP Day 1. Donate yes. as much as you can. Contribute, pick a reward. There's one, there's one that's right for you, I promise. It's, yeah, there's fanta- fantastic rewards here. Yeah, you contributed. Yeah. You're the man. I yeah. appreciate you. You're going to no look problem. nice in that t-shirt. I think you're doing great things, and um, and I'm excited to see where you go. Thank I know you. that you're doing it for the right reasons, so mm-hmm. that's so important. So after the Kickstarter, yeah. throughout the Kickstarter, then what are the next couple steps here for you? Well, as you know, what this whole Kickstarter is about is making a record. So uh, it's going to be, you know, completing the writing process, really hammering out a bunch of awesome tracks and then picking the best of the best and making sure it's cohesive and then taking that to the studio, you know, pursuing some grants and just working to save money so I can go from there, but basically getting videos and putting it out into the world and then touring and just kind of building the business that way um connecting with more people definitely to focus on western canada but who knows like uh, i've got some friends out east in toronto that you know are players so hopefully mm-hmm. get that in their hands and see where it goes um but yeah man i think just grow grow as an artist and just grow my music business i think really the next step man is like i said is just trying to become a full-time artist because if i can do that you know if i don't even have to work a part-time gig that means i'm doing pretty well and then uh, suddenly I can put my 80 hours into music instead of 40 hours at my day job and then you know the other 40 that I can 
pull up throughout the day to music. So yeah. I think that would be that would be game changing. I'd probably have better mental health too. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think so, but that's the dream. Yeah, man. So that's just going for it. Yeah, empty empty the tank and get to that five year goal we were talking about. Just being influential, <laughs> positively influential. You know. Yeah. Perfect. Cool, man. Well, I'll let you get out of here. Appreciate right. the time. Anything else you want to say to these guys? If you listen this far, thank you. That's pretty cool of you to take your time to do that. They're um, all they're all listening for my guests, not for me. So oh, <laughs> so that's all you, man. So um, thank you for bringing out the audience and I amen. appreciate. Thank hey, you for I, having I, me. I want you to do platform. one thing for me. What's I, up? I want you to put out more content. That's yes. I want you to do like at least weekly. I want to see more because I went back and watched all your videos last night. Mm-hmm. Um, all your like team, <laughs> all your, all, no, all your team people like uh, or not team people, People's Choice Award. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, you got some acting chops, dude. Thank you. I uh, <laughs> and that's I mean even like working on Puppy Love like it really inspired me and I was like, damn, I yeah. really want to do film, man. Like. I don't think I want to be a production assistant in the freezing cold again. I'd probably do it for Mike, but I mean, <laughs> anyone else, I don't know. I've man. never seen someone stand that many hours in the cold with a smile on their face. You were fantastic. Thank you, bro. It was incredible. I held a lot you, of stop you, brought up, you brought up the spirits of a lot of people on that set. Thank but you. Wow. I want That's really more nice. content out of you because yeah. you're only going to achieve, you're only going to reach more people if you put on more stuff. Yeah, it's like what kind of rapper doesn't have songs, right? That's yeah. what I'm asking. Well, not even just music, <laughs> just like little bits and videos. Like, I want to mm-hmm. see you in the studio, I want to see what you're doing, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and, and other people do too, right? I, I like to think so. Yeah, so I see the process. Yeah, man, I think uh, I think I'm gonna be able to do that. Me and my boy Tino teamed up. We got a pretty nice like uh, camera setup, so hopefully gonna pump out content that way. I'm surrounded by a lot of amazing people, and now that I'm just like doing more things more consistently, it's much easier to document and be like, here's what I'm doing. Yeah. So, if so I'm you not, don't have to fake it. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. So if I'm not wasting my time, I'm just like, here's what I did today. Um, you know, I've been definitely starting with the Instagram stories, yeah. getting lots of lots of viewers on there, which has yeah. been cool. But uh, yeah, man, more content, more photos, boomerangs, whatever, everything in between. Uh, I definitely want to do. It's funny. Thanks for the the acting chops comment because yeah, I definitely want to do uh, like more comedy and stuff. I think I think is really cool, and I just like appreciate that. So. Yeah. We'll uh we'll see where everything goes, but I think uh, there's so there's so many things I want to do, man. I laughed out loud on the one where you're uh, you're in the house and and Shelby opens the door and that guy yeah walks up. that's Tino yeah that was, man that was good thank yeah. you man yeah me and uh me and Tino put that script together and Shelby uh, did a really good job on it too and that it's yeah there's so there's so many more things to come I just got to make sure I really like focus on my record first and foremost and document it along the way and tell my story and then. Like I said, once I have a little more free time, a little more connections, a little more resource, more hopefully funding to yeah. do things, yeah, I will most certainly do more. So. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think if, if there's one thing I want to come out of this podcast, it's to encourage people to just start doing. Just Man, start trying. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Just it, stop talking about it. Don't say I'm going to. Don't just speculate. Do it. The best more you talk about something, the less you do it. Truly. Yeah. Here we are on a podcast talking right on. about rap. No, <laughs> um, no, but yeah, no, seriously, if I, if I could go back in time and like look myself in the mirror, it'd be like, stop reading about the music business, go like rap and then see shit. what happens. Yeah. Cause like I did that really good when I first started yeah. was made a bunch of stuff and got out there. And then I just started learning. I was like, how can I use this? How can I use this? But it was like, I need more of this to use to do like some more content. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Right on Mitch. Thanks for coming in today. Hey, man. Appreciate Thank you for it. having me, bro. Later, dude. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. The only thing I have left to say, please go donate to Mitch's Kickstarter. Search Mitch Lawler Kickstarter on Google. That's it. That's all super easy. You'll be happy you did. Thanks. Take care.